Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Russell Guyver, and here we are again with another episode. It is the second part of the conversation we had on Tuesday night. Uh, that's me, Peter, Andy Knott, and Robin. So Tuesday we were chatting, firstly, for what turned out to be episode 65, about the Pompey game and other football news. In this episode, we talk about all the important stuff, the really important stuff. Fantastic 3-0 away win at Newcastle, and about dehumidifiers obviously. Here's the episode. Enjoy. Okay. Well, we're back and we've been talking in the break about the very obvious subject, dehumidifiers. Robin, <laughs> EBAC, my mates at Darlington Fan, they're sponsored by EBAC. They're a northeastern dehumidifying manufacturer, aren't they? It's, they are. it's the most exciting subject. And you've got a and tip think, for anyone. I th- yeah, I think that, well, I was going to say, I think that was, I'm fairly certain it's the factory that Boris Johnson visited during the uh during the election campaign where he was sticking Made in Britain stickers on washing machines. I'm pretty sure that was eBay. Speaking of yeah, them, I have a, champions of fighting I have a top COVID, <laughs> go yeah, for Yeah, no, I have a top tip, which is, uh, yeah, you can, you can use your dehumidifier, put some Vicks in a little container on the top of it, and you can create a nice little steam of Vicks to help any cold nice. or flu-related uh, remedies. Yeah. So there you go. I'm going to try that next time. Fantastic work. Sponsored by, like the it. podcast is now sponsored by Vix. Yeah. And also, I want to get these. time you get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Be fine. Um, I also would like to mention Oak Aged 2019, number two, uh, Morning Glow. It comes in a box. My wife thought I'd bought another whiskey without telling her. It's not. It's a specialist stout. Really nice. Bit of a chocolatey infusion it going does, on. It does. It does. Does look like a whiskey sort of. Um, it does. To be fair, that looks hundred percent like whiskey, actually. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was. A, it was a high quality, high brow presentation, with a reduction on it as well, which is the key ingredient for me. Uh, but it's very tasty. Peter has got his cat joining him, uh, whose name is Bernie. Bernie. It's the famous Bernie. Um, say hello, Bernie. This isn't going to work well on uh, podcast form, but. Hello, Bernie. Uh, we have a white cat who is being forced to wave with his right paw. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> um, 
Guys, we're going to talk in the second half about the Newcastle game. I want to start with a quote from Twitter, which you guys have probably seen. It comes from Craig Hope, um, who says, The government have advised against needless journeys. Brighton goalkeeper Matt Ryan has travelled 350 miles to Newcastle today for absolutely no reason. <laughs> Hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? Zero shots on target, dominated by the mighty Albion. What a game. Brilliant. And especially because it was, it was back as well, though, isn't he? It's, like, it's quite a long way back as well. True. Yeah, but exactly. Stand up slightly for Ryan. He did actually control his area a lot better in that game than other games. He came, he came off his line pretty well and caught like on two or three occasions. Yeah, he did. He did a lot he of the Wharton collections, didn't he? Yeah. So I mean, yes, he had nothing to do in terms of shots, but he actually did pretty well what he had to do. Yeah, his distribution was pretty good as well. Yeah. So he actually had a really good game, allowing for the fact he didn't do what keepers' aims are to do, and that's save shots because he didn't have any to save. Well, I I think he should have had a shot to save from uh, Newcastle's new twenty million (laughs) striker. And just to say something controversial, what on earth was Dunk doing for that? And um, Mm. I don't think Dunk started this season very well. Um, got the lowest marks of the three centre halves in the marks. Yeah, I, I think our other two centre halves. Quite rightly, better. yeah. Um, in in the Chelsea game, he went hunting for the ball way into their their half and missed it completely. Um, and they launched a counter attack from it. And if Webster would have done that, then everyone would have been highlighting it. I I, I completely get that Dunks got credit in the bank, lots and lots of credit in the bank, but. Um, I, I think three of them. He has more right to do that. There is more ability to move forward a bit if he needs to. I, I, I think the other two are more likely to be picked by Southgate if he dares pick a Brighton centre back. Um, I, yeah, I think Webster's been outstanding, and I, I never realised that he was a two-footed player. He can absolutely ping the ball with his left foot. Yeah, that's a great. Shout actually, he's gone under the radar this season, hasn't he? Um, even though he's he's come back well in Project Restart, I think um, people aren't really talking about him. It's understandable to an extent because Lamptey's been shining, White's been the focus of attention, uh, and Dunk's obviously got a new contract. So there's a lot of focus elsewhere. But Webster's but like, doing well. Like, like I think Webster in a way. Well. I think he's it's better off on the limelight because when when the limelight shot on him last season when there was issues, he struggled. I think he's much better off mm. being just doing his job and doing it very well, as, as he's done generally in his time at Brighton. I think he's grown into, obviously, he's another one who had to step up. And I do think, in a weird way, it's harder to step up from the Championship to the Premier League as a centre-back than it is a striker in a lot of ways. Because I think your errors are amplified a lot more yeah. as a centre-half. Because you're, you're suddenly gone from being up against some fairly average attackers in the championship to the best of the best. So it's, it looks very obvious if you get turned inside out or you make a mistake. Whereas if you're a striker who stepped up, even the best strikers miss chances. He also that's replaced how I, which wasn't his fault, but that's yeah, what exactly. And that but he, he has got better. I mean, that's the thing. His curve has, I know I was slightly harsh on him a few times last season, but he is his his kind of trajectory of progression has certainly been in the right direction for the a, end of last a season, while. Despite playing more attacking and leaving our defence more uh, more open, we conceded less goals last season than we did in the first two. 
And, you yeah. know, that's down to, to Webster partly. I mean, he played most of those games. That's, you know, I don't, for all the fact... What game was it? Was it the Arsenal game that he made that really amazing last-ditch tackle? Yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't yeah. he? Which, really, which actually, when it comes down to it, at, the, at that time, could have been the difference between going up and staying down. Yeah. I know yeah. that moment on its own doesn't, but, but that I, game I, was very I, much I the turning point. One or two similar tackles against Ings in that Southampton game as well. Yeah, you're right. They battered us in that game, didn't they? So that, hmm. I mean, they, they were really Again, so... I think on the whole, he's been very good. He had a bad spell around Christmas last year. But other than that, I think he's been yeah. pretty good. He started well. Yeah, he has. He's been a drop-off. And, and I think... Afterwards. I think the other thing to remember is that how many players in the Premier League full stop don't have rough patches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we started 3-5-2. The lineup was Ryan in goal. We had White, Dunk and Webster at the back with Lamptey and March in the wing-back roles. Basuma, Alzate and Trossard in mid, behind Connolly and Morpé up front. Um, I'd call it 3-4-3 funny... three, three myself. I, I would as well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it, it, was trying, it, was, it was fluid, but yeah, you could say it's 3-4-3, three, three, certainly. Um, that, that, we that we back started three, absolutely brilliantly. On I mean, the front foot, wasn't it? Yeah. Superb, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't think that Newcastle touched the ball before. We no, there. before we scored. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the first two goals were in the first it's seven minutes for anyone that didn't see the game. More um, pay with a penalty on four minutes, and then a second on seven, a second goal on seven. Um, Lamptey winning the penalty. Another player who I think maybe a little bit lost in the whole Lamptey obsession, and Lamptey was amazing. Don't get me wrong. And Bissouma yeah. obsession. Trossard has been brilliant since. We yeah. yeah, he's had two superb games. He was brilliant against Chelsea and scored the goal and. And, and he hit the post, and in Project really Restart as well. Yeah, he was superb on on against Newcastle. For all, yes, Lampard man the match undisputably. Bissouma was up there. Trossard was brilliant, I thought, and starting to show the real promise that we knew he was. Because I mean, Belgian internationals, you don't get many of that. You know, it's pretty hard to become one of those, especially in attack these days. They've got a lot yeah. of really good attackers, and he is now. Yeah, it's a good shout. So he, he got a- an assist. Um, He's off the mark, scoring-wise, obviously, with Chelsea, but he got the assists in the second goal. Um, against Newcastle as well. Yeah, that's right. He and he, he, he's looking he, good. Yeah, he looks... I agree in three start, but the last two games, he's been brilliant. Yeah. The only thing I'd say with Trossard is he does look like a sickly child from a Victorian novel. Um, that's the only thing. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. It doesn't get much sunlight, the looks of it. But, uh, he's scoring and statistic. I don't really give a shit what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> True, true, yeah. I mean, Wayne Rooney wasn't much of a looker, was he? But he was quite a good player. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, as, as Andy said, they got off the mark brilliantly. We, we, we attacked with real purpose. Um, we were on the front foot right from the off. Um, obviously, Lamptey won the penalty, as they say, um, for more pay to convert after four minutes, getting back on track after a couple of misses in recent times. Um, in the seventh minute... He got onto what initially looked like it might get disallowed for an offside um, through ball. Um, first phase of play, he was definitely onside. Second phase of play, he was level with the player. Um, uh, Trossard was level with, with more players he passed to him. So there was no issue there. It did go to VAR, but it was confirmed as a goal. Two goals in seven minutes for more pay. Well, arguably in three and a half minutes for more pay. Um, first it two of the season. It wasn't actually confirmed as a goal. It was given as a goal by VAR. Ah, yes, yes, because there was a flag. You're right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. that was a good use of VAR. It'll go down as um, rewritten in history as us getting lucky, uh, whereas actually it was just the right decision. But uh, there we go. Peter, I'm, I'm that's your bug there. About VAR this season so far. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really think they're doing a the whole put the flag up in the end because the whole thing that we had last season about getting corners out of offsides and that aren't given and then having a corner that actually leads to a goal actually was a real, as you might have gathered, bugbear of mine. So putting the flag up late yeah. actually worked really well. Yeah, and referees actually using the monitors. Yeah. So I, I, far, I at least. The key thing, I, I, I think it's, it's the referee needs to make the final decision. Agreed. Rather than somebody else doing so. Um, and that's where the monitors come into the equation because if, if he's got that tool at his disposal, then he can, yeah, he can look can, at it I and he can make an informed last season why they, why they weren't. Because if the, yeah. the, to me, the, the point of the VAR team is effectively to flag things up, pardon the pun, um, to the referee for things that need another look, basically. So it shouldn't be them making a decision to say, they, they've got the benefit of being able to look at something in slow-mo, look at it very quickly again and say to the referee, not you've made a mistake, but there's been this incident, we think you should take another look. And it takes 30 seconds to go and have a look on the monitor and the referee can say, oh, actually, I missed that or I didn't have the right angle for it or whatever. Yeah, that's clearly a red card, goal, penalty, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I, think... Think, I think there was a big there was a discussion last year around whether the inexperienced referees on the VAR when they were there would overrule a referee who was really experienced. But now what they're saying is, have another look. Overall yourself, yeah, exactly. saying the same thing. It's not the pressure yeah. of saying you're wrong. It's saying, maybe have a look, have a look. You don't have to say you're wrong, but have another yeah. look. There's a bit of pressure it's a very on subtle it, but it's not... It's a very subtle difference, but yeah, actually yeah. It's, it's putting... Well, it's the same as before. You've got to, ultimately, the referee on the field has to be the one who is responsible, ultimately, yeah. for whatever decision is made. And it's about giving him the best tools and the best information to make the right decision. Mm. We've, we've got to talk about a couple of things here. Neil Morpay and Tarek Lamptey. Neil Morpay scores the two goals in, in those first seven minutes. He later goes on to get the assist as well for Connolly's goal. And yet, despite scoring two goals and getting one assist, he is probably quite rightly overlooked for the Man of the Match awards because of Tarek Lamptey. I know we've already talked about him and we'll no doubt do so over and over again this season. What a performance in the first half, including from a number of neutrals, friends of mine, who, um, not, not actually to me, but just from things I've seen them post elsewhere, were raving about him, uh, pundits, media alike. Uh, we got quite a bit of time discussed about just how well he was playing. That was one of the best halves of football I think I've ever seen, possibly the best from an Albion player. He was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? It was a 10 out of 10 performance. It was yeah. extraordinary. Flawless. Uh, yeah. and um, I'm actually really quite pleased that Potter took him off because he was being kicked. He'd, he'd done what he needed to do. For yeah, the him. game was won, basically. Yeah, yeah. it was a um, good move. Good I, yeah. I know, again, we've given... we've Well, I, I'm going to say we. I have given a bit of stick to Dan Ashworth occasionally. Hmm. I think when it's been warranted, I'll qualify that with. But... I think we need to take our collective hats off yeah. to him for this one because he's played, an well, from the outside, he has played an absolute blinder with this deal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's brilliant. I mean, there's, no it's brilliant buyback. Value, there's no buyback clause in there. 
No, Chelsea that's right, have a, apparently Chelsea they were have trying a to get one, clause. They? Yeah, they wanted a buyback clause, as I understand, and they didn't get one. But there is Chelsea have a sell-on clause, but there is not a buyback clause in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and we three million quid is three mil. I mean, he's already worth ten times that, isn't he? At least, at least comfortably, comfortably. Because the media are making that. such a fuss, that's helping us in terms of the fee. Hopefully, we'll hang on to him. The worry is the media are making such a fuss of him. It's telling uh, well, the interesting thing is, I mean, Bar- like, Barcelona yeah. are after Max Ahrens, aren't they, from Norwich? Yeah. Well, if you're Barcelona, you'd be, going, you'd be going for Tarek Lamptey ahead of Max Ahrens. Yeah. Not only they're after Max Ahrens, but they're after him on loan for a season with no obligation to buy. Norwich went, yeah. what are you on about? Yeah. No. I mean, he, as, as Andy said, it's a 10 out of 10 performance. I mean, it had, had absolutely everything. It was on for about 57, 58 minutes. He had um, uh, played 41 touches, completed 16 out of 20 passes, four interceptions, which was the most in the match, um, despite the fact he was on for only two-thirds of it, 12 sprints, which was the second most. Again, I refer back to his early sub. One shot on target, four fouls won, um, winning a penalty, of course. It doesn't go as an official assist, but nonetheless, uh, a very key point in the game. And um, he also earns two yellow cards for the opposition as well, which uh, pre-assist as well. If if you know what that yes. is, he played. Yes. Yeah, he played yeah, the I pass. Second that assist, was for the, I know you... Yeah, he played the pass for the cross for the second goal, didn't he? Yeah, I which was a cracking goal. Do is compare the game to the game at Newcastle last year. I thought we played really well at Newcastle last year. Generally, we looked yeah. really good for an hour. We dominated that game, and then Alan Sam Maxim came on and took us apart, and we struggled against him. Yeah. Yeah. A year later, Newcastle yeah. were, were saying, "Are you ready for Newcastle?" Thirty-five minutes tormented by our right back, absolutely yeah. tormented by him. Well, well I was actually, Pete, I was going to make exactly the same. Though, they? About, yeah, about I was going to make exactly the same point. I was going to say if you if you want to make a very easy comparison between the Potter ball of last season and the Potter ball of this season, then you just need to look at the respective Newcastle away games because in one of them we dominated and were brilliant, but just couldn't put the ball in the back yeah, of the net this year a lot more yeah like yeah 70 percent, i think it was last season so i mean just those two games if you compare them i know it's a it's a particular it's not a particularly sort of scientific comparison it's obviously not a big sample size but you know just on the on the surface those two games if you compare them you know to each other in isolation that's the seemingly yeah, that's I mean, the difference if if we can convert what we did last season into goals then yeah. Which will be absolutely fine. The last half hour, we could have easily have lost that game when Sam Maximum came on. He, yeah. he actually changed that game and actually looked really dangerous. And this game, he was—he didn't even get in our half barely. Because we had last season, Alzate had one that was miraculously cleared yeah. off the line, didn't no, he? Did Connolly hit, really hit the bar or the post, didn't he? I think. No, the other way around. Alzate had disallowed and Connolly was off the line. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was it. Sorry, yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, that was that was a that was a five thirty kickoff, wasn't it? And we'd been in the pub since about eleven o'clock. So we were pretty unlucky, to be fair, generally. But we still didn't take our chances. And this year, we yeah. Uh, I mean, so they, if we can do it, if we can convert them in. But I mean, my my sort of my take on it again is that just, just before you do, you, actually, just um, before we finish on Lamberty, um much the same as we were saying in the, or I was saying in the last episode, we were saying in the last episode that March is really suited to the left wing back position. I really think that um, right wing back is Lamptey's optimum position, where he's he's just got the whole width of a flank, effectively. 
um, that's his. And, and it's, it's a kind of platform for him to show off his pace and his skills mm. and his tenacity and his strength. They're a very good combination of those positions, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Robin, go on. Sorry, you were going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, it's, it's a fairly sort of overarching point, but I think if you want to look at the reasons ultimately why Tony Bloom decided to make the change to Graham Potter, I think that performance yeah. is probably exactly what he was hoping would be the result, which is genuinely a joy to watch. Yeah, that's, that's that was the it. best performance in the Premier League, wasn't it? I uh, think. Yeah, I mean, in fact... It was something that we, I was talking with someone about the other day, which is, it's, I mean, though, without getting too sort of, you know, sort of romantic about it, is those are, that is the kind of performance that you follow football to watch, isn't it, really? Yeah. But, to, but to, not, to watch your team, not just, it's not just about winning. Yeah. And it's not even just about dominating. It's talking It's the manner of the movement, the passing, the, you know, the innovation, the creativity, the finishing. And it's just, you know, it, like it, I would say in general, it was a 10 out of 10 performance from, from yeah. virtually everyone, really. It, 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 at times, it was absolutely scintillating. But what I also liked about it is at times also, we just didn't go for it. We just kept the ball, you know, yeah. preserved yeah. our lead. And it, I mean, it's that that you, you need to do. I mean, you, you, you can't keep at it when we may come on to leads, but you can't keep up that intensity all the time. No, and that was, that was some, that in a few games last season, that was our downfall because we did try and do that and we ran out yeah. of steam when we tried it, to do it. It's intelligent game management, isn't it? And I think... Yeah, and it is. And I, I yeah. disagreed with the Sky commentator. I don't know if anyone else picked up on this. Is that when we were 2-0 up and we were actually doing that, they were saying, oh, Brighton are dropping a bit, you know, they're defending mm. a bit more. It's a they're cliche to say that, the box. But actually yeah. it was we were never really under pressure. It was our decision no. to kind of take a bit of pace out of the game and slow it down. It wasn't, it yeah, wasn't that I'm kind not. of Hewton thing where you would actually see it was all, it was becoming backs against That's the right. wall. Yeah. To me, well, I saw it to like say that, says, it, was, yeah, it was a deliberate, it was a deliberate ploy, which yeah, is that yeah. we could basically see that Newcastle effectively weren't putting us under pressure. So we didn't need to expend the energy mm. in chasing, mm. you know, in keeping and the tempo up. Is intelligent yeah. tactics. And the minute they had that chance that Wilson had, we actually woke up. We don't woke up again, but we, we pushed forward again. And we, yeah, we said, we had, fine, OK. We hit the post, we hit the post again, and then we scored. And it was like, well, we've actually a bit of a wake-up call almost. We've moved formation. We were slightly, we weren't quite used to, used to, to be honest, I, I'll be honest here. I was pretty negative before Sunday. I'm, I'm normally pretty positive, but on WhatsApp group we're on, that sort of thing, I was actually pretty negative. I was like, with the new striker, looking less likely just to what you hear in the media. Yeah, I was thinking of blocking you, actually, for the week, Peter. I was, I was <laughs> yeah, Peter, it was really, your, your negativity was really unacceptable, actually. It was <laughs> My logic was, if we lost tone of the place on Sunday, we would then probably lose to Man U, probably lose to Everton, and then we'd be bottom after four games. And from there, you know, it's, it's without another striker, what happens if one of them gets injured? And there's still a lot of the, you know, what happens if one of the strikers gets injured? But the way they played mm. on Sunday was just ridiculous. I mean, it was... Yeah, good. and I think yeah, I hate possible. The thing is that it's the word, but possible at its finest, basically. Well, it's all about Newcastle had also Newcastle had actually looked Newcastle had looked pretty good against West Ham as well. That was the that yeah. was the other bit of that as well. That's the beauty of it. They yeah. hadn't 
they hadn't come in off the back of a loss. They had looked to, pretty. Yeah, to beat a team decent. that had comfortably beaten another team, but we comfortably beat them. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, we've got Man United, and they are still looking a bit um, short of match practice, match um, sharpness, shall we say? And unfortunately, they lost to Palace, which is another matter altogether. Um, however, we might get them still quite early in, and hopefully, we can continue the good form. Um, in terms of the stats, just looking at uh, the Newcastle game, again, we mentioned possession. We've had the domination just about in every game, 53% for this match. We had 13 shots to Newcastle, six. But here's the telling one, and it's been well documented in social media. Six shots on target, which we scored three, of course. Newcastle had a zero for the whole match. Thus, the and, joke and about we, Matt Ryan's journey. A couple that hit the post, didn't we? So yeah, yeah, we had um, in the on target. Connolly was it was offside, but it hit, offside, hit the post yeah. when he didn't know it was offside. And yeah, and Trossard and um, corners seven to one in Newcastle's favour, which is interesting because we were dominated on corners by Pompey too, and yet there was no damage done. That's to do with the height of our centre backs, probably. Because well, we defend the cross and block the cross. We yeah. don't get across getting the area, and then B because yeah, we we've worked at hopefully out of defend corners. Yeah, the other the other thing the, the other stat that's interesting is fouls because if you look at um, the Chelsea game, we committed to eight, they committed thirteen. The Pompey game it was eight each. This match sixteen against fifteen um, in Newcastle. The t- Newcastle had the edge on that. Um, I mean, I'm not sure that's a fair reflection actually. But yeah, there's the second. That- half of the first half yeah um i.e the second quarter of the game i mean they they really did try and kick us out of the game yeah dirty yeah. panicky um it's it's flattering and it's encouraging isn't it when you see that in yeah, one it's sense a worry though that teams are going to start yeah Nancy. exactly because he's he's getting an absolute battering isn't he what was the game last season was it the leicester match yeah. can we get on can we get on to the red card slash slash other stuff then because yeah, yeah. Got, the my, game was won. We, yeah. we won it 3 0. So, Connolly got the, the Zuma, goal, by the way. Obviously, good so news for Connolly. Zuma's red card. Shelby's tackle on Lamptey was horrendous. He just dived in with no intention of winning the ball. He just didn't give a shit. He basically dived in on Lamptey, took him out, and there was no intention of winning the ball at all. It should have been a red card, personally. Good. Whether or not disagree on this and several other things. Please go for it. Yeah, go go for it. I mean, yeah. um, there's absolutely no way that Shelby's was a red card. Um, you get a foul like that in just about every game, and it's, it's should be a red card in every game. Um, it's a standard yellow card. It it may well should be, but that's what the laws of the game are. So I agree with both you and um, you and Robin on that basis. Um, yeah, I'm afraid that uh, on this podcast, there's too much viewing things through blue and white um, tinted spectacles so I, i'm gonna go for you russell but like the chelsea game that was a penalty that was a penalty that ryan conceded he was really poor for that um yeah it was not only, that was a penalty not only in conceding the penalty but in diving too soon we know how Jorginho does his hops stuttering jump. yeah um and Alisson mm. worked it out so I, I thought ryan was poor for that i thought it's clear penalty. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, according to the rules of the game... Well, if you're going to mention Ryan, are you going to mention Alzate for being poor for that as well? Because I think uh, Ryan's getting a lot of unfair stick at the moment. Uh, well, I actually... Alzate Clark gave the ball away for that goal. 
in terms Oh yeah, it was a dreadful pass. Yeah. If you're if you're a Premier League footballer and you can't make a pass to a teammate four or five the yards blind, away, then the that's a mistake. Pass. Yeah. 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 That, I was almost glad that he did it in this game because I wasn't expecting anything out of the game. And, and he learns from his mistake, yeah. yeah. I think he'll, he'll learn. But he still made a massive mistake. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's his fault, the goal. It wasn't Ryan's fault for like giving penalty away or for diving too early. Well, it's, it can be more than one person's fault. I know, but it's more Al Sarte's fault because there was no oh. pressure on him and he gave the ball away. Oh, yeah. I would, I would say it was probably... I'd say it's probably 70-30 Alzate, Ryan. Yeah, in terms of I'd, play. Yeah. I'd say slightly yeah. more, but yeah, either way, it's not like close. Yeah, so I, I take your point, Andy. Um, certainly that's, that's the case. I'm going to do the Donald Trump just adjusting my glasses, my little finger just in there. <laughs> but no, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely debatable. However, I think most people seem to think it was a penalty. So I'll acknowledge that I was, majority well, I was view. Chelsea, mate, and he said he didn't have to go down there. And um, no, he didn't. He definitely went down more yeah, than he but, needed to. That's, that's for sure. Good strikers go down if they're given an opportunity hmm. in the penalty area. And I agree. Yeah, he, 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 there was cover. Um, Ryan should have pulled out. Hmm. Does anyone... To be fair, I've not really seen... I might not have been following, but I've not seen many people say that it shouldn't have been a penalty. I think we said on the show it was questionable. I think it was... Uh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I just at the time just went, well, yeah, that's a penalty. You've clearly not been listening, Robin. Obviously, Andy has. <laughs> Andy was spitting feathers. He was punching the wall while listening to us, <laughs> rambling on, on <laughs> inane dribble. But, <laughs> but in, in terms of Basuma, unfortunately, it is a red card because it was reckless. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah. so my, my it, view is the same was, as yours, Andy. It was, my, it was, it was unintentional. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. Because he's been such a joy. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he missed the ball and kicked an opposition player in the face. Um, yeah, it's I a red card. It is. Well, is I mean, to, I, to me, it's actually... I know I said this off air, but I... I think it's an it's one of those kind of orange cards hmm. where it's probably well, it's probably more towards a red than a yellow, but obviously the fact that it had to go to VAR etc. It wasn't yeah. such a straightforward decision that it was a red. And I think yeah. there is an element of Dale Stevens versus Middlesbrough in that it was slightly decided by the outcome of the tackle and also the, the fact that he obviously had a cut to the head um, so rather than necessarily the incident. I think it would it have been a red card without the cut. If he would it have been a red card if he hadn't, if there hadn't been a cut on his head? No, or if there's no reason. I don't think. No. I don't think it would have been. No, I, I I agree with that, but I I actually think that the two um, episodes were slightly different in that um, neither neither of them were intentional. Um, but what what Basima's done is he's kicked a player in the head, effectively. Yeah. No, he has, yeah. With no, quite a bit of force that. as well. Um, it's quite a bit of force. What um, Stevens's challenge had quite a lot of force behind it, hmm. but he won the ball, and when he was going for the ball, um, who who was it? Ramirez. From yeah, there. it didn't really help that Gaston but Ramirez was wearing a four-year-old shin pads, did it? His leg into the area, as opposed to Stevens going into it. Um, 
But I mean, I think also, for Basuma, the more interesting question is what was Basuma actually trying to achieve with that? Yeah. I mean, that, that he was trying was, to flick the ball. That, that was a yeah, weird but, one. I mean, he should have just left it, to be honest. It was like... Yeah, they, yeah there was no real... That's the decision. There's no, that's nothing the, riding on the game, is there? I think no, the see, that's, so I would question, I'd question the decision-making of him there more than the red card. But we can't, in a heated game, you can't, it's hard to, to do that, I suppose. It, from my point of view, you're slowing football down to a slow-motion replay, which makes it so much worse. When you're watching that on slow-motion, yeah. it looks so much worse. It looks like he can pull out, and he can't. Once Pasuma's decided to do that, he can't pull out of it, whereas a slow-motion replay looks like he's just slowly moving his leg towards... Hey, I agree with you that it does make things worse when it's in slow motion. Absolutely, I, I agree, no, no doubt about it. However, I mean, it's quite a forceful movement. And no, while there was nothing malicious at all, definitely nothing malicious involved, I don't think anybody either side of the equation is debating that in terms of Newcastle and Brighton people. But the only thing I would... he did make contact Sorry, and it was a bit nasty. It was a bit of a nasty connection. The only thing that I would reckless. say is that obviously it's now a three-game ban. Yeah. yeah, but it's not to me. I know this is where I think it there needs to be a slight tweak to the to the, the sort of automatic three game ban. To me, that is not the same as a two footed, you know, no, out of control tackle. It's a question about changing the laws, isn't it? No, exactly. So I think you've got to bring in something where that is a is either a one or a two game ban and not a yeah, three. Yeah, there's, there's got to be more stipulation of details in the interpretation. Yeah, there's got to be a lengthier to me, what, expression. I mean, what did they class that as? Violent, is that class as violent yeah, conduct? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, Which is therefore, it's the same as, it's the same as a two, it, it's categorised in the same way as a two foot tackle. But before yeah, there's, we there's move not... on to a little bit, but all I will say is that both of the pundits, including a Newcastle fan, I'm actually they agree with me. One of whom said the rule should be changed if that's, a red card. Well, and also I on mean, Sky, they no, said all no, the no, no, what it is the wrong. pundits coming out with Pete. The rules should be changed if that's a red card. Well, therefore, it's a red card, and the rules should be changed. Well, no, yeah, we, that, I think that's it. Change the rules. I, 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 don't, I don't think that they should be. I, I, I think you know. Danny Murphy and Alan Shearer both said it was wrong. The analogy that I give Cole and someone else on Sky as well. The analogy that I give is that if Jahan Batch, for instance, or Gareth Bell, now we want to talk to him, did an overhead kick, completely missed the ball and just whacked someone's head, then that's a red, red card offence. Hmm. Um, it's because know, they're deciding and, to put their foot I into mean, an area which is of danger. Trade um, people on your side. On North Stand Chat, there is a poll on it and 80% of Albion fans saying it's a red card. Yeah, I'm, all I'm saying is the match today pundit. I'm not particularly advocating. I'm, I kind of, if it had been a one-game ban, I kind of accept it, I think. But I think the three-game ban thing, when you consider that the three-game ban is what, so, you know, various, like, and don't for a two-footed. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree with that. That's where there needs to be a change, because it's yeah. not in the same category as, as a tackle. So, so it's not so much about the decision on the pitch, but it's about... far more chance of, like, long-term injury with his tackle on Lamptey than, um, than that, yeah. you know, that on Lewis. Yeah, absolutely. Well, most likely, yeah. But So it's more about the decision on the pitch needs to be one thing. The ban, the length of ban needs to yeah, be another. There, does, there, needs to be, there needs to be a categorization. Of there needs to be more elaboration of detail, Violent, 
to me, violent conduct is too wide a definition in the way that they're using yeah. it because yeah. that's not violent. What he did isn't violent conduct, no. I don't think. It's that's reckless, I, 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 but I it's not violent. But it's reckless. It's reckless. I, yeah, I think that's what it's... It's either categorised as reckless or dangerous, actually. Yeah. But I, I completely agree with your point that the two-footed forceful tackle is, is the worst one around. Um, hmm. And it yeah. seemed like from what match today we're reading out, there's two different rules based on PMGOL or whatever it is, and then IFAB. Yeah, FA. Whatever it is, yeah. It's like well, I mean, that's a that's a joke, isn't it? Really? Why is there two different rules? One was like if you, if you touch you on the face, whatever, it's a red card. The other was like you need to have you need to not be going for the ball and have some sort of violent conduct. It's like how is it possible they got two different rules for that? Hmm. Yeah, well, the debate will rage, I'm sure, on that one. Um, I mean, I do think I, I agree with the majority view here, which is that uh, I think it probably does need to be a red according to the rules. Three games does seem quite harsh. Um, the one thing about it is, of course, if we beat Preston tomorrow night, as we record this Wednesday night, um, it would only be a one-game ban as far as the league games go. Anyone because we... Preston? Sorry? Can anyone remember us winning at Preston? Yeah, I, I no. Think so. the, best, we... the best I've got is a nil-nil at Preston. I think is the best. I got ball when Steve Sibble's on loan and he scored the second goal in our two-all draw when we came up from two-nil down. But... but I do think I think the last time I went, we lost. I think we lost two-nil the last time I went. Yeah, well, we... we're, we're overdue then, boys, aren't we? Let's get the win tomorrow. I have no idea we get... lost one there, but I can't remember. Sort out the Basuma situation because if if it's we win tomorrow. Another, it's... It's another, it's another football ground which is really high on the list of coldest places on earth. It's a pretty cold there, yeah. And of course, there's the famous Black, black Cat game of a few years ago, which was the 3-0 Prosser refereeing game. Dreadful oh, match. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Horrible. Quite, a, quite a few. Like that. Some, one of them got sent off. Yeah, that's it. Maybe that's the game. Maybe that's the one I... I think that's the one I'm remembering when I'm saying it's 2-0, but it was actually 3-0, wasn't it? I think it was pretty cold that day as well, so that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. We're in a cosy yeah. pub. My wife will never forgive me for dragging, dragging us out to Preston in, for the evening. In terms of the Newcastle game, um, I don't think we've spoken about our front pair that got three goals, really. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, we've underrepresented I that. Mopay was excellent in that game. Um, as good as he was bad in the Chelsea game, I thought he was absolutely awful in that Chelsea game. Um, mm. But Connolly was, um, although he didn't do that much on the ball, his work rate and his kind of nuisance factor was was brilliant. He took his goal well. Um, yeah. You know, he likes coming in from the left and, and shaping it. Was quite spur- it was quite Spursy, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah. yeah, very similar. And Burnley, actually. Yeah, oh, but, uh, yeah. four Premier League goals for an opposition coming in yeah, from yeah. that side. I should just mention Peter still stroking his white cat, which is looking very Bondian. <laughs> this this vista of before us. I'm slightly worried. Nice and rock. <laughs> um, one other thing on the Newcastle game, actually, as we're drawing back to it, um, Ben White stats again. Albion Athletic have, have posted a few things. Um, they've gone for 90 minutes played, 63 touches, 37 accurate passes, three accurate long passes, two clearances, two interceptions, one opposition shot blocked, and one foul one. Pretty good stats again. Oh, and he was... but, but what, one of his passes in the quite early on in the first half, where he played it to Lamptey, was absolutely yeah. 
gorgeous. That was the one that delicious. That the goal where they kind of almost poked it yeah, past that, the That's the one. Yeah. That, yeah. that was beautiful. Absolutely. Bit of poetry in motion. It was just lovely he to watch. looks up, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I didn't necessarily, I hadn't seen a lot of him at Leeds and you, you wonder about the height being overextended, you know. Obviously, Webster had a bit of up and down first season in some senses, but White looks so brilliant player for us yeah uh, hats hats off hats off to Marcello Bielsa really isn't it absolutely and speaking of which Robin Cochran made another cock up didn't he at the weekend (laughs) he gave away what was it a penalty he gave away didn't he I think in the game yeah another one yeah two and two I think Uh, well they've signed another guy to cover whatever his name is something like that isn't it Koch or Koch or yeah something along those lines something unsavoury yeah so Newcastle, brilliant result. Pompey before it, brilliant result. We've got we've got Preston tomorrow night as we speak, and we've got Man United at the weekend. We're probably going to do a special preview if we can with some Man U guys that we had on last season, if we can get hold of them in time. We haven't. We've only just decided to do this now, so we'll see what happens with that. So we might do a special uh, preview for that. General views on on Preston and United. Are we going to win those games? Who who thinks what? I, I think we'll we'll beat Preston. I think we'll put out a similar sort of side to what we put out against. Yeah, uh, uh, which will help Basuma. <laughs> yeah, you know it, it will yeah. do. Um, although hopefully we'll see Hayden Roberts, maybe Yappy, maybe. Um, yeah, That's reminding me. Leeds have made a bid for Hayden Roberts now. They're, they're trying to nip us in the bud they're by going, going in earlier. They'll try and buy yeah. our team <laughs> defender next. Yeah. But and we, yeah, we've I'm rejected that. the bid and said no loans either. Sorry, Robin, go ahead. I was going to say, I agree with Andy. I think Preston, we will probably sneak our way through. and 2-1? As, yeah, something like that. As non-committal as it is... Man United, it very much depends which Man United turns up. If yeah. it's the Man United that turned up against Crystal Palace at the weekend, then okay. I would fancy our chances. If it's the Man United that turned up at the Amex in the lockdown, then no. So yeah. I know that's unhelpful, yeah. but I think it, it hinges on that quite a lot. I, th- I think we'll beat Preston yeah. 2-1 and then lose, sort of thing, and then lose 2-1 to United because yeah, they won- I'm going- they'll, be, they'll be hurt from the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 against Preston, but Man United, I'm really not sure. I do think there's more than a above average chance of us getting a result against them because I think we're catching them green, catching them fresh. Palace have obviously got them the main benefit of that because they've they've played them earlier. But I think there's still a, a possibility we could we could catch them cold. They are vulnerable on the counter attack, as we said earlier in the pod. Um However, they've got some very, very good players. And if there is... Yeah, I mean, I'm just it. looking here. They've just... They have scored... They've just won 3 at Luton. They scored two goals in the last two minutes. They brought on Rashford and Greenwood, both of whom scored. And Bruno Fernandes laid on both goals. So, Yeah, Fernandes um, was our massive, massive uh, bugbear, wasn't he, last season? So normally you'd say yeah. that's a bad thing for them that they've played midweek. But actually, I think it's a good thing for them at the moment given yeah. where we are in the season, that they've had more time on the pitch? Annoyingly, yeah. yes, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, other, the other bit of news that I was just going to mention before we finish was that the Department for Culture, Media and Sport have held a meeting today with governing bodies from football, rugby, cricket, Formula One and horse racing. And the conclusion is that fans will not be able to return to watch live sporting events in England until the end of March at the earliest. 
Oh, all season basically in, in essence. Basically, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell! Although, although do factor in the season finishes a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. On, on that, um, and Peter won't like this. I, I'm wondering if Bloom is thinking about the potential for the season closing down in terms of COVID. Um, and also, Andone and maybe Izquierdo coming back. And that explains our reticence to dip into the striker market. Um, I think, I Robin, think... You, you posted an Instagram pic, didn't you? Of, um, oh, yeah. Andone's expected back in 2021. Um it's quite a gamble then in that case. It's kind of, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's more about, I think it, to be honest, I think it's more about the market in general, which is I think the club are obviously looking for a striker, but I think we were in for this Nunes, summer. We? It seems pretty much definite we were in for Nunes. And yeah, and I think it's, it's more that, yeah, it's more that we're not prepared, particularly in this market, but the circumstance at the moment. It's more than ever, it's got to be the right player for the right yeah. price. I think, you know, they're talking about the Premier League and Premier League clubs um, as a whole. Um, it's going to cost about £700 million if there's no fans in stadiums for this season. You look at, you look so, at I mean, and you watch that Villa game and you look at Watkins. I know it's one game and I know it's that. But you look at that and I think we've got better options I think Connolly's probably better in Premier League level than him. For twenty, they cost twenty-eight million pounds. Yeah, and this this is my 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 feeling on it is that we we don't need to sign someone who's going to be first choice because I think more pay is more than good enough to be our first choice centre forward. I think Connolly, as much as I've been kind of lukewarm on him, I he has definitely got potential. He's obviously still a bit rough around the edges, but he's he, settling he, into. He's it. Very good in those two Ireland games. I mean, he yeah, he was. I, mean, I, I think we think, just I need. Yeah, but he he was. Um, everyone said that he was their best player. He was. Uh, for, I watched one of them, but not two of them. I think we we just need the numbers. I think we just yeah. need someone as backup. I don't That's think we need to go and break the bank and, and sign. Which is why actually I think we will end up probably with more of a loan deal potentially. And the interesting thing is actually yeah. I know that we've talked about Divock Origi. Has been yeah. has been mooted. This evening, our we have now moved with Skybet. We are now the favourites to sign Divock Origi. Right. Whether okay. that's based on, well, I mean, they've the, signed Diogo the, Jota, haven't they? So yeah, and obviously so they are. Origi think, and Brewster have dropped down the. The only thing I would say is that those those transfer those markets. It doesn't take a lot of money to shift the odds quite considerably <laughs> in those ones. It's not a big. Yeah. It's not a big shift required well, but we're we are 500 now, to one to win the premier league now which is 10 now, times uh, less than leicester so we are now seven to one to sign divok Origi. yeah uh, and uh the, the thing is there are still quite a few strikers out there that haven't that are available and it yeah. may be that um this is the thing we're talking about um, transfers, how how it's all intertwined yeah. and it's such a mess over yeah. a few weeks but in the build up. To... Once you come to the end of the window, then yeah, yeah, there can be a bit of a domino effect, can't there? Often, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a crescendo. That just 
Stevens mm. and Malumbi because there's rumours today both are going. I can't believe that's going to happen, but there's talk of Stevens to Burnley, there's talk of Malumbi going back to Millwall. Mm. If both of those happen, I'd be very surprised. But well, I, I, I think the Stevens one is sounds as though it's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. Uh, yeah, I, I, but as I, I said, everything's so intertwined and chained up in. And if, and if that means that we get the money when he's out of contract in the season, and also means Malumbi moves up one. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't be happy with both of them going. But to be honest, yeah. the other thing is, can can Veltman fill in in midfield? Or yeah. White. Or, or White. Or White. Gro- Gross also played... Or Hayden Roberts. Much, much or, can, or, or McAllister as well, potentially could play that role. In a two-man Rupert. midfield, though? It's a bit... It's I don't know. Field. I mean, I guess yeah. it might be something they're training him to... might be something they're training him to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, know. I agree with you on the surface. I wouldn't want them both to go, but I'm just wondering whether perhaps that's the whether Veltman is actually seen as being a kind of cover for centre back, right yeah. back, and centre midfield. We don't have that many options defensively now. If if that's the case as well. Yeah, we've got quite. We a are saving a bit close to the wind in terms of numbers, but this is one of the points that I was, I, I didn't make, but was in my mind. Um, the period up until the next transfer window is actually quite short the opening of the next transfer window yeah and yeah, that's a good point. there aren't that many games in that time because of international no, there's a couple of international breaks aren't there yeah. there's three international breaks i think aren't there yeah it's hmm. an so, interesting point but most, most of the fixtures are actually in 2021 as opposed to 2020 and actually i suppose what that gives us is when you get to the when you get to the window opening is in a lot of ways things might look a lot different both in terms of yeah. where it depends where we are in the table what the world is looking like in general in terms of covid and what yeah. the, you know what the spending is like yeah so i think you might be right we might literally we might just be waiting it is a, yeah. it could be a classic tony bloom gamble which is those few games though if we lost uh mopage were two and a half month injury on mid-october yeah, I, trouble. I completely agree with you but um, Bloom does seem to have gambled on strikers since we've been in the Premier League. I know right. it's curious. I mean, if I, I think was a better, bit... I think we will end up. I think we will end up with another striker coming in. But my hunch will be that yeah. it will be a loan deal. A loan, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think a lot. I think as long as we get someone who's a bit different to Mopay and Connolly and can yeah. offer something, even if they're third choice, I have no issue with that. I, I mean, know. what what we talked about the other day is it's, it's just very bizarre letting Glenn Murray go no, under these circumstances. It is. I, 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 think I, we're I putting... really don't think it is at all because Glenn is past it now. Yeah, I think I think ultimately that's yeah. the but, but that's it, the it's thing. Weight of numbers. Would you rather Would you rather have Glenn or a gap in the squad? Well, um, I think we're we're hedging our bets on on loans. I think for us, a lot of it revolves around Liverpool because I think Liverpool don't know what they're doing yet. Uh, which is fair enough. But I think we've got two possible options there, Origi and Brewster. We've been linked with both of them. I think both of those interests are potentially genuine and both of them will depend on what Liverpool want to do. We're probably hanging on. I think we'd rather have a loan. I agree with you, Robin. And on that basis, Liverpool is the go-to place because there's two players there who potentially could be on available for a signing on a permanent it's not, it hasn't basis. really been our Premier League style, has it, to get loans in? No, that's the only thing. Have we had any? Uh, Isaiah Brown. One or two, but... 
Plus, Izzy Brown. Cheaper Akpom, of course, who's gone to Middlesbrough now. Granted. No, I'm talking Premier League era loans. Yeah, Izzy Brown's the only one I can think of. But, but, but I mean, we, are in, we are in strange times, so I think it's yeah. going to be. But I say, I, think, I don't think, I think we will get someone because, I, as I say, I think it makes sense to let Glenn go if you're going to find a replacement. It doesn't make sense if you're going to let him go and leave a hole in the squad. Yeah, that's how I, I think, it. I think where there's been frustration in the past, and I think it's still a little bit of frustration, is we have such a good squad now. They, they, they are so... You look at the way the, the reserves un, you know, took apart Portsmouth. You look at the way the first team took apart Newcastle. Yeah. There's so much... But there. we're lacking depth, according to Pat Nevin. Yeah. It's that one... No, it's that one striker position we lack depth. We are lacking what? in depth, sir. That's yeah. it. Everywhere else, we have really good depth. We haven't got... Maybe the numbers defensively that we had before, but we can hopefully Hayden Roberts or that can come in and do that. We don't have the depth up front because I mean we had no well, one on the bench the weekend. Malpe and Connolly played, no one on the bench. And you, if they one, could, one final point for me, you, you've uh, mentioned you've mentioned um, Roberts. Roberts Leeds made a bid. We turned it down, and we've made vibes to say he's not available for loan either. I think that's quite interesting. I think Roberts is a fantastic player. He's got the potential to be definitely as good as White, possibly even better. And the fact that we're not willing to loan him, I don't know if that means to Leeds or in general, I'm not sure. But I'm wondering if he's not the wild card that we can put in, should he be needed as a backup, who can play centre-back or defensive mid. So can White as well. So there's a, there's a bit of flexibility around I, that I think notion. I, highly unlikely. I mean, It is, it is, why, but why it's still didn't, possible. Why didn't he play in the Portsmouth game if um, Potter rates him that highly. But he came on as a sub, didn't he, that match? Yeah, I, I, I think if he was really looking at him, he would have started him. Yeah. I, I think it's too... He's his 18. Um, I, I agree mm. with your assessment of him. He, he, looks, he looks like a, a quality player, so good on the ball. Um, and he's his another one, not with great height, but can... He's good in the air. Great lead. He's one that we certainly don't want to ruin by throwing in too quickly. True. But then the, the keenness not to put him on loan, if the, if the statement is a, a blanket statement rather than the leads. Contract, doesn't it? Possibly more than that. Yeah. Like one year yeah. contract. Yeah. I mean, his, um, his agent is his father, who's apparently extremely bullish. Um, yeah, I've seen some comments on North Stand chat about how he's been quite pushy about getting yeah. the team when our defences are our strong points. It's like, well, do you, could you find a team who's better at developing centre-backs than Brighton? Literally, Ooh. we've developed... Or collecting them. ...centre-backs <laughs> over the last like, five years, whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that staff, he's, I mean, he's got no business being anywhere near the starting lineup. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if that, he needs to change his agent if that's what's happening because he's, there's, not, there's, not even, there's not even a semblance of a logical argument you can make for him no, being definitely. in ahead of any of the three that are in at the well, moment. And in fact, not ahead. No. Ahead of Veltman or Byrne or probably anyone else you care to mention. Clark, yeah, anyone like that. To be honest, if I was... He's, if I was he's, him, he's probably eighth. He's probably seventh or eighth choice. If I was him, I'd now. be in the same loan development as Ben White. And in four years' time or three years' time, I will be hopefully ready to play in the Premier League. Yeah. Let me sign exactly. a four-year deal and I'll do the three years of loan that Ben White did and look at and him. Let's see where we are. 
Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. In fact, are there any um, centre backs playing in the Premier League that are still teenagers? I mean, Eric Garcia was playing for. The Everton one, Brathwaite, is he, is he, was he a teenager? I don't know. Braithwaite, Brathwaite, what was his name? Um, he was um, last season. The Everton guy, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, there I don't think, there, don't think there are. Southampton have... Talking about Stevens, he's quite... He's been around Yeah, while, I was yeah. wondering, but I don't think he's... I think he's early 20s, isn't he? He's been around for a while now. He must be early 20s at least. Yeah, yeah. older than that, I think. Hmm. Um, but I, interesting think, I don't think there is. Uh, has the has the young kid started for Arsenal yet? Who was at Saint Etienne? No, it's not yet. But I think he will. He's do. a teenager, isn't he? He's a twenty-five million pound teenager, not like a yeah teenager. Um, yeah, I don't think there is, Andy. Actually, think you. Hmm. That's a good point. However, you can admire the ambition, I suppose. No, it's yeah, it's, you can admire the ambition, but it needs to be tinged with a bit of realism. It's ambition to his son, though, in the long term, so it's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, that's why I say he needs... In, I know it was a slightly flippant comment, but I think he does need to think about a different agent if that's, yeah. re, if that's truly the attitude of his father. It's then some broad sad chat, but how true it is, who knows? So. There was yeah. one of the tweets attacking the Albion a little bit, though, that were not helpful, considering he's also apparently an Albion fan. This guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, in, in, in terms of Roberts, I think you're um, I think the quotation you're referring to probably does uh, indicate not going out on loan to Leeds specifically, rather than in general. But we'll, okay. we'll see. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I haven't read it. Um, does that suggest that we've we've been irritated by Leeds, by the way? No, it suggests that we probably don't think he's going to get... If you're going to loan him out, you want him to get first-team football. Exactly. That's the I mean, point. We're really careful about that. Um, yeah. Find, finding the right club at the right time, in the right league, yeah. uh, in the right country, um, yeah. with the right plan style. Um, and all of that. And we know that we, you're probably looking at, I know we've obviously used the Ben White example, but you are looking at clubs like Newport, Peterborough, AFC Wimbledon, see Coventry yeah. now. So there's obviously a bunch of clubs that... Swindon and Lincoln. So yeah, I think, really I think partly, partly is, it's realistic. I mean, he's not going to get into Leeds' team, is he? So what's the point in him going to Leeds for a season? You want hmm. him to go to whatever league they decide. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Leeds Lee, are just start. trying to jump the gun, aren't they? They're trying to push in on our development process stage, aren't they? That's what's going yeah, on there. Yeah, but realistically, you want to go to, say, Pete's right, you've got the perfect example in Ben White to say, look, look at as their progression, look at what Ben White has done. Um, yeah. And you can say, absolutely. I mean, you might say, fine, okay, if you don't want to start in League Two like Ben White did, fair enough, maybe, maybe the Albion feel that his development is at a, a higher level than Ben White started at. Yeah, so maybe fine. a championship this one. season. Yeah, let's yeah. have a look, see who's... Season. Ultimately, it also depends who is actually interested in him and who is going to give him game time because it's all very yeah. well us going, fine, we want to give him game time. These are the clubs that we think match the criteria in terms of playing style, whatever it is. But if they've not got a gap in their squad or they're not rating him at a level to give him regular football then it's a bit it's it's more of a two-way thing i think isn't it you've got to find someone that's actually interested in taking him and on as a project and giving him a combination and that's where i find it so one of the quotes one of the tweets was uh um basically from his dad slash agent on twitter whether or not 
how I, I'm assuming it's a, a direct quote saying that Brighton didn't develop Ben White. So some comment from a Brighton fan to a Leeds fan saying that we developed Ben White through loaning him out and him saying that we didn't develop him. And it's like, well, actually we did because we chose Newport. We worked with Newport, yeah. then chose Peterborough and developed with Peterborough. And then we chose Leeds. And it's like, that is his development. And we did stuff before that too. We picked him up oh. as well as that, a 16-year-old who's really mm. And we bought him in by that point. Yeah. And, you know, that's not, you know, that's, that's, it's complete rubbish that we didn't develop Ben White. And it equally complete rubbish to the other players. You know, it's, it's, the loan process is there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's a struggle, isn't it, to get everyone to realise how well we're running this club and what the potential is for the club as well. Um, I think a lot of people are still quite patronising about us. I'm still underestimating us. In the Sussex County League, barely on loan. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the championship is full of our loan players these days. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's Albion also, players. We get mentioned on commentary so often. Now. If we did get that go down... Um, it would be, yeah. If we did go down, it would mean that you know we have players who played in that division. Mm. Yeah, indeed. And yeah, that we, we don't want. We're not aiming for that. But if we did, players would have played in that division already. Loads. Yeah. Um, in case you wonder why there was a slight pause there, Robin has to go. We were just reading his message on the screen. Cheers, Robin. Thanks for joining us. I think Andy, you've got to no go problem. as well, haven't you? Yeah, cheers. We'll leave you two to talk for another six or seven hours. Another seven hours. <laughs> now we'll wrap it up there. This may end up as two good. episodes, <laughs> but it's been Thanks good. Cheers, everyone. Robin. Cheers, Andy. Cheers. And Peter, it's been Hi. a delight. Um, I think yeah, we've got a lot of lot to look forward to. A lot of good, lot of games coming up. Um, I think I agree with you, Preston. We can win that. I think we could get a result against United. Things are looking on the up, and I think depending on the transfer window, things could be absolutely phenomenal, couldn't they? Yeah, I really hope we get that extra striker to give Potter that extra option because we all yeah. know Newcastle was fantastic, but we did get those two goals and one absolutely. was a penalty. Yeah. And if yeah. we hadn't got that penalty, who knows whether we could have done that all game and not got the goal mm. like we've done before. And That's right. So for and all of injuries and suspensions. All Newcastle was amazing. We need to like kind of put it into the context that we got the early penalty, we scored it, and then from there, the confidence grew. And from, I mean, it's hard to under, I don't think many teams in the Premier League are better suited to a two and a half away from home than Potter's team. It, no. It's literally perfectly suited for that. But if you don't get the goal, it's not quite so well suited. So we need to get the goal. That's the thing. And Yeah. 100% I, agree with really. you. I, I fully didn't expect it. And I will hold my hands up and say I wasn't particularly confident about Sunday. And they, they proved me massively wrong. So I'm delighted about that. It's always good that way around, isn't it? Rather than the yeah. other way around. <laughs> I've given up the over expectations of Albion. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I've ever gone to Premier League game expecting to win. Hoping maybe no. we're not. Hoping. Well, we're not entitled enough yet, are we, Peter? Maybe further down the line we might be. And not like Leeds. Get arrogant. Ball and like, expect to win because they're like Leeds. <laughs> managed by Bill. <laughs> well, final points from me. You may have heard some meowing in the background. That's my cat Marmalade. If you did hear it, apologies. She's after the food that I've been ignoring serving her for quite a while. Um, it's been great having you on board. It's been good to speak to Robin and Andy. It's been a, an epic episode. Um, we may have ended up splitting this into two because it's gone on so long. But there's been so much to talk about. It's great that there is so much to talk about. Yeah. And um, 
really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be we'll be back with another one. We're hoping to do a Man United preview. Either way around, we'll be back with a Man United review uh, later on in time. In the meantime, Peter, up the Albion. Stand or fall. Cheers. Cheers. See you. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.